everybody. This is Mary. And this is Julie. And you are listening to the High Priestess Hype Club. Okay. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Part of what um, the High Priestess Hype Club is doing for season two is bringing on folks that have connections, allies, um, and just supporting the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, we wanted to add a bit of a social justice component to what we're talking about. And so Robin, we're really excited to have you as our first guest. Um, Julie, yeah. I know the two of you have been friends for a really long time and we just, you know, we felt like you would be a great guest to, to help folks be allies and to be comfortable. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Someday I'm going to meet Julie in person and give her the longest, most uncomfortable hug. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. We will make it happen. Definitely. Yeah. We'll have a conference or something. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> Look, and I just love that. Like we're of the age and time that like you can be friends with somebody online for 20 plus years and like mm-hmm. see them get married and have kids and all this kind of stuff. And we can actually be like really close. And then I'm like, oh, we've never been in person, but who cares? Like it's totally I know. fine. <laughs> Isn't it wild? It's, you know, it doesn't proximity is not necessarily actual closeness. So I think it's girl if that's not the truth yeah (laughs) yes yes so Robin can you tell us a little bit about yourself how you got involved um I know you've been a writer you've gotten an award from Focus Magazine tell us all about yourself please so so currently um I am a wedding officiant for uh, my LLC called Marry Me Robin and I got started doing that in 2019 Um, At the time, I was writing for Focus Mid-South, which is a magazine for the LGBTQIA plus community and its allies kind of serves as a bridge, like, hey, what's going on? And are these people like regular people, you know? And I really enjoyed doing interviews for them and becoming involved in the groups that I learned about um, through doing that. And then um, via the community, I learned in 2019, the Tennessee legislature to outlaw marriages by online ordinated efficients. Mm. So, um, so I went and I saw where American marriage ministries was going city to city and just ordaining anyone who wanted to in person. And I thought, well, you know, maybe that'll come in handy one day. So, uh, so I did that and I just put it on my Facebook that I had done it. And, um, some friends shared it with someone who needed an officiant and, just kind of word of mouth. And I've been doing it for a few years now and decided to just kind of make it my only gig, which I love. Um, I mean, it's always happy. Weddings are always happy. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. That's like awesome. Being a florist that delivers flowers, but only for like new babies or graduations. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fun, but, um, yes, I did win the, um, the alley award from focus mid South I mean, I, I did volunteer a lot in the community. I worked with Out Memphis, you know, answering their phones and sorting clothes and stuff like that. And I was a member of uh, the Mystic Crew of Pegasus Memphis, which is Memphis's only uh, Mardi Gras crew. And it started as largely an LGBT, you know, plus yeah. kind of everyone is allowed. Gosh, various and other sundry things. I, um, go to fundraisers and volunteer with friends for life. And I was kind of like a sweetheart for hoist, which is our men of leather group here. Yeah. Do you know, like leather daddies, like, yeah, 
Mr. Slave from South Park. Yeah, yes. guys, but with minds of their own. Um, <laughs> that was always fun. Um, gosh, I don't know. I just kind of know everybody now. So uh, it just seemed like a natural segue. Yeah. That's amazing. Because I know you've done a lot, but I didn't realize how much you've been doing. That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's my poor husband. He's, <laughs> he's an ally, too. We were actually introduced by a mutual transgender friend. Yeah. And he was raised by a gunkle, and he's he's a really good ally, too. But he's like, do we have any straight friends? <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple. We have a couple. <laughs> Who needs them? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He's like, what are we doing this weekend? Drag run? Drag bingo? I'm like, we can skip drag bingo this Sunday. It's okay. <laughs> We'll be there next week, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Robin, what would you describe as an ally? Like, what would you like for someone? How how would you describe so how someone can be an ally? Okay, so there are kind of um, levels to allyship. There's, I want to do something, mm-hmm. but I don't know if people will judge me, mm-hmm. right, or think I'm gay for helping people or doing something. And then there's like the posting memes and going to parties, but not voting like an mm. ally. You can't be an ally without voting to protect the people that you're an ally for, right? Yes. So um, that's the really hard part. I think there are a lot of, I think there are a lot of Republican voters who actually love the LGBT community or are I hate to say self-loathing parts of the LGBT community, Mm -hmm. um, but are just, they won't take that last step. Um, But, you know, people talk about Target right now or Bud Light, their performative allyship, which is like, oh, I put a rainbow on something. You should buy it. Right. For us, um, you can't just do that at Pride Month. You've got to actually show up every month of the year, all the time. And if you see something that's not right, you have to write a senator or make a phone call or stand up and say something. It, it can't just be part-time. It's got to be all the time and not for recognition. You know, you've yeah. got to find your, make friends in the community, show up for them. If they're sick, bring them soup. If they ha- need a doctor appointment ride, you take them to the doctor, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very, very close friends in the community, very close friends who tell me things they don't tell anybody else. And, um, you know, adopted children who are full adults, you know, because there are a lot of, a lot of people in the community who don't have relationships with their parents anymore because of stage two. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's like a full-time personality, I guess, or commitment. Yeah. You know, we know in Tennessee right now, there's been some laws passed, um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. I don't, how are you all feeling about that? How, what is the, has the work changed or morphed or is it, you're still doing the same things? So um, unfortunately we're stuck with governor Bill Lee this term ends uh, and Marsha Blackburn will never change because she's absolutely bankrolled by the NRA to the tune of, I think like 3 million something dollars. I mean, it's just it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and Tennessee is just one of those places where unfortunately people are not as educated as in, I guess, more densely populated spaces. So we've got Nashville, which is blue, Memphis, which is blue, even 
like Knoxville is pretty blue because it's a college town, right? They're educated. Mm -hmm. But we have more people who are rural than we do in the cities. And as long as we do, it's going to be really hard to not have bigoted, churchy Republican legislation because people believe more in what their pastor says than what a school teacher says or what a scientist says. So, I mean, we experienced that with the COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband is from a small town in Northwest Tennessee, and he lost 30 something friends to COVID. Wow. Because they would not get vaccinated because their preachers told them not to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. (laughs) But um, no, so we're always fighting, always, always fighting. Um, One of the big bills that people are talking about and then that made national news um, is the drag bill. And the wording is so vague. And and I think people are worried that it will really push drag just fully back into smoky bars. And that's it. Mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, family friendly brunches at like the Hard Rock Cafe and the Atomic Rose downtown, which are not 21 and up venues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Friends of George's, which is the group that um, got the restraining order against the bill Mm -hmm. for Tennessee. They're based in Memphis and they are a charity organization. George's was the gay bar on Beale Street in the 1980s and all the drag was at George's. It was a fantastic like hub for the community. When that closed, um, they had a reunion several years later and I think raised something like $10,000 with drag and parties. I mean, every party is a fundraiser in this community. Uh, So they decided to uh, book the Evergreen Theater and put on variety shows and write plays. They do a Christmas play every year. Um, and it's all these drag characters and it is the most fun. Yeah. But every show raises thousands of dollars for uh, charities and organizations that affect our local community and impact the LGBT community. Like Choices, um, it's like the Choices Mid-South Center for Reproductive Health, um, which was, the first clinic in Tennessee to both have abortion and a birth center. Wow. And hormones for uh, transgender people. Right. It's, um, it's a great group. I mean, Mid-South Pride, they need all the money in the world just to get the word out and like keep, keep the family together, you know? Yeah. Um, so they went and a civil rights group from Memphis law group. Um, if you're on TikTok, Lisa Joe Stewart uh, is the one from TikTok who came and joined that group after she passed the bar and she's fire. She will smugly sip a bourbon and tell you the real shit. <laughs> following like, immediately. Like, like going to follow immediately. Yes. And we'll put her uh, TikTok in the show notes awesome. too so people can go find her. Awesome. She's great. So right now uh, they they got a week, um, a week stay of that bill and then they had it extended. And so like right now it is in federal court again, and the federal judge has stated, I want to have this done by June 2nd because uh, Pride Fest is June 3rd. Yeah. And that will really affect Pride Fest. I mean, more drag queens than we have ever had at Pride Fest coming to perform, I think three times more. So it's important (laughs) that we don't, you know, have like state police or troopers or something coming in and arresting drag queens, you know? Right. Um, right. So I'm like, okay, 
checking on my friends, like, do you have a bail fund? Do you have someone to bail you out? You know, just in case. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know the people that have been arrested. Only came to speak about like a, a library opening or something or a community center. I can't really remember the event because it was kind of uh, surpassed in importance by the arrest of these two people. But two of my friends, Moth, 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 and another friend, they went to this event and they had a bullhorn and they said, Billy is a fascist, Billy is a fascist, and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like a very Marsha P. Johnson moment. It was really mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, they're fine. They did their court thing. They're okay. But uh, it's it's so strange going back to the 60s and 70s and seeing all of this repeated. Yeah, what are your experiences like where you guys live? Well, I'm in Boston. So um, we're, you know, we were the first state that passed legal, you know, marriage here, um, Mm -hmm. marriage, but we have a group of um, radicalization folks that are protesting a lot of um, drag shows and things like that. So we do have a little bit of a rise in, you know, some some are an activity, you know, we have rise in activity of people who are opposing it. So it's a little Mm -hmm. scary because we're a pretty liberal state. Um, but you know, things are starting to spread everywhere. It doesn't matter. There's someone who's upset about it everywhere, which. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like, um, it feels like the, the Trump administration era really ripped the bandaid off or or the muzzle off of all these people. And yes, it's so sad to know that they're all out there, but also, you know, who they are. (laughs) So that's, I guess that's nice. You know, you're not wondering if someone is, yeah a racist or a bigot or whatever you just can they'll just tell you <laughs> yeah proudly yeah a lot of the time too yeah so no I feel similarly where it's kind of like I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing because in a way it's good because you know who you're talking to and in a way it's bad because they're pushing more bills and they're not as scared to like be violent or try to shut things down and it stresses me out a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. in the same and I think it's a lot of this is education like what um, what is drag about? Like, what is, you know, what is that about to know the person? I think it's a lot of this in anything that when people try to take something down, they don't know. I think it's ignorance Yeah, uh, because people are people, no matter what they do for their art form or their work, that's their people are people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of, that's why we're doing this podcast is to educate people on really what's out there. Um, cause I've had conversations with people recently where they've said, well, no, I mean, it's fine. Like there, there wasn't any problems in that community that they were being discriminated against. I'm like, are you watching the news? Like what is wrong? Really? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a lot of education. Um, you know, I don't, I, it, the problem is, is who's screaming the loudest, I think lately. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it really is. And we're, we're too busy, um, uh, fighting in court to, to be screaming, <laughs> Sadly, I mean, you've got, you know, from Tennessee, you've got Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, part of the Tennessee Three. Mm-hmm. Gloria, because she was white, was not kicked out of the legislature. But these guys are incredible. incredible. Um, Justin Pearson is from Memphis, and he uh, he's on TikTok as well. Highly recommend following him. Brilliant. I mean, like, like modern Dayton Martin Luther King Jr. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. So smart. These guys are so clever and they have, uh, you know, backgrounds in the law and in religion. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a religion and in politics person, but unfortunately, if that's the language people are speaking, you need to be able to speak back to them in their own language. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really hate it, but that's kind of where we are now. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's how we get about drag. <laughs> oh, drag is much more exciting. I have to say. It, I mean, it is. It's really it's so fun. <laughs> it's all, okay. So it's a lot of drag queens don't want kids at drag at all. They don't do drag for children. They're like, I don't want kids at Pride. I don't want kids. Da 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 da. And I'm like, you have to understand, it's a family friendly event. Otherwise, you don't get equality. And they're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but a lot of drag performers, and they're drag kings, they're drag queens, they're just drag performers who are kind of non-binary or gender bending. Yeah. Um, and then there are like the like the cis queens and cis kings. So you're born woman and you dress like more of a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really it's self-expression. It's like saying the things that you can't say when you're not behind makeup. And it's just movement and fun. And, um, you know, my daughter and I have been to a lot of drag bingos together. Uh, she has had drag queen friends of mine pick her up from school, not in makeup, but, you know. Yeah. Fendi. Um, Fendi LaFemme, uh, who is Justin Tyler, is on TikTok as well. And he is kind of like one of my surrogate sons. And he is a beautiful child and a beautiful drag queen yeah and does a lot of kind of regional stuff even um in like oxford mississippi and the smaller towns yeah and saw which you might think would be really hostile but they do have a dedicated group of people who enjoy and appreciate drag so i think he's kind of a savvy business person too but um yeah and then uh, i'm a ozen grabber one i think the best drag show or best drag performer or act or something in memphis for her drag bingo. She does a lot of kind of that hokey country, like Dolly and Loretta Lynn and, and like the naughty crossover songs, like the old country-ish songs, but are talking about um, a pussy cat, how it got left in the rain and now the pussy got wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and I'm Austin Robert, uh, Hugh Busby, who is a professor at University of Memphis, is a wedding officiant like I am. And so he kind of got me into that. And we talk back and forth and we're colleagues and we share, uh, we share weddings and information together. So that's really nice. Um, nice to support each other. It's amazing. Yeah. It you know, is. You know, one of the things I was thinking of, Robin, was I think folks who want to be allies are also a little nervous about it because of the reactions that people are having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, is it some, I think it's worth it myself, but what would you say to folks that are like, well, I really wish I could do more, but I'm afraid or, yeah. you know, something's going to happen to me or, you know, we all have those yeah. fears. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think, you know, professionally it can be a threat. Um, I would say kind of like what I would say to a teenager who's afraid to come out to their parents because they know what the reaction will be. I would say, if you feel safe, um, do it. If you feel safe, show up to an event. Um, a really great place to start is like a drag brunch or a drag bingo because they're at everyone restaurants, you know, it's not at a gay bar. And I know a lot of the LGBT community doesn't want people who are straight or cis or whatever at their gay bar because it's their safe space. You know, you don't want bachelorette parties at the gay bar. They don't like it, by the way. Don't do that, people. Please don't do that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, you can keep going to Nashville, but just stay out of the gay bars. <laughs> um, they, I, yeah, go to a brunch with friends. If 
you have a friend who is a better ally than you or you know a friend in the community go to a brunch with them and just see what it's about and if it's not too scary then you can go to another one or you can go to a drag bingo or you can show up to pride pride is very very straight welcoming it's really like an educational opportunity and a celebration for everyone so i recommend going to pride if you've never been and um, you will see the a-holes with the bullhorns and the signs, you know, you're going to hell, hellfire. I'm more like, we don't believe in that shit. Come on now. Right. Like this is not the correct messaging for this group anyway, yeah. guys, you're convincing no one. Right. I mean, you know, go to those things and then follow the drag queens on social media, follow them on TikTok, and then they will post other events that you can yeah. attend and, and we'll find your way in through opportunities like that, volunteer opportunities, charity uh, functions, celebrations. They have 5Ks, they've got pet runs, all, all kinds of stuff that you can do and, and enter and just get to know people in the community so it's not so scary. Yeah. But again, if you are not safe, don't do it. If you want to go so badly to a drag brunch, but your husband is going to beat you senseless when you get home, don't do it. Just don't do it. Right. You know, you've got other issues to worry about. <laughs> you just worry about you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's a lot of, that's a lot of the fear, I think. Um, and just people don't understand. And then a lot of the homophobia and transphobia is because men are attracted to trans women. And they're scared of that and they don't want to be gay. Yeah. And that's not gay. It's just right. a different woman, right? Um, it's, oh, I don't know. It's so bothersome. But I don't know. I think we have to keep educating. And despite all the backlash for people like Dylan Mulvaney on mm-hmm. TikTok, who took one picture with a Bud Light on her own account, uh, you've and got- people lost it. Right. It's, keep Yeah stay out there anyway, just do it anyway. Take your breaks. Of course, you've got to take care of your mental health first, everyone. Um, but especially I think trans people, drag performers, gay people who are constantly under scrutiny and constantly being criticized just for being alive. Yes. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at someone like Sasha Colby, you know, who just won drag race 15. I mean, she is absolutely beautiful stunning i mean i can understand while everybody could be attracted to her Mm -hmm. but i think once people find out she's a trans woman sometimes it's like you know but she's just being her you know right right and you 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 hear people talk oh who's your who's your like if you had to with a guy who would it be every straight guy ever would do it with ron reynolds i'm sorry that's like every (laughs) every straight guy's guy pass you see it everywhere (laughs) but you know like that's okay but you know right right I have to give a lot of props though because that is so much work the wigs the styling I mean you've got to find your makeup style sometimes people have a dedicated dress um designer that they love my friend Fendi Justin Mm -hmm. He is finally opening or getting a retail space so that he can cool. business. But he he has dressed Miss Gay USA Bay and like so many other people, um, and makes really beautiful, stretchy, gorgeous garments for drag queens. Really, really pretty. 
it's just a lot of work. Yeah. Expensive makeup's expensive, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, one of my friends who is a drag queen, um, told me what to buy the makeup person at Dillard's and, uh, hi Iris. And, <laughs> and I still buy the same stuff to this day. Cause I'm like, Oh, that works. That works. Right. Um, I found a dupe for the eyebrow stuff though. Cause that's, that was very expensive, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But they will tell you like, like your mean best friend, they will tell you if you got your tag sticking out or you missed the back of your hair or, you know, or your bra strap showing or something like that. Right. Like your Virgo BFF, who's just letting you know, but to make you feel, but you know, we're taking care of you here. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to do an aside. If you are a drag performance, drag bingo, drag brunch, any of that, you must know the drag etiquette. And that is, do not take their space. This is not your stage. Uh, if you're a bachelorette or a girl, it's your first time or whatever, don't get up there and try to like twerk up on a drag queen because they will call you really rude names and you will be embarrassed for the rest of your life. Let them perform, hold up your tips. Usually a $1 bill per dance is awesome. Um, and then that's, that's like literally it. Just just stay off the stage. <laughs> I think that's great to know though, because it's kind of like, okay, how do you step into doing that? If you've been too nervous to go out, you know, we have lived here in Richmond for a very long time. I also have a very introverted partner, like husband and got some nice social anxiety on top of things like due to life events and everything. So I have been very in my own bubble for a Mm -hmm. long time. And it is kind of like, how do you step out into that, especially when you don't have a lot of ties to the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're trying to find things like that as well. Luckily in our neighborhood, we have um, our farmer's market. They have the safe space market twice a month, which is run Mm -hmm. by um, a trans man who is very active in the community. We have those all the time. It's been a really nice space to step into and meet people and, um, make friends with people who just live in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels a little, like we're starting to get in there a little more Good. and not just falling back on the idea. Cause I always, I know that for me, I've had a harder time pushing out further dude, especially like once pandemic and 2016 and all of that, with all the pushback I was getting from like people I love being on the much more me being on the more like progressive side of things, mm-hmm. you start to get kind of like smushed down. I, I got kind of smushed down instead of some people who are like, well, F that, like, I'm going to be louder about this. And I have some guilt and shame, I guess, around that. But I also am like, you know what? You're where you are now. That's right. So like, what can we do now? Yeah. You know, that's, you know, we're all growing all the time, Julie. Yeah. I mean, all of us. And that's everyone's first response to criticism is to, oh, yeah. you know, that's everyone's response. That's totally natural, safe response. Um, it's, it goes against everything in us to be an ally because it's not the safest or easiest thing. It is really fun though. I will say it's really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like almost so fun, it's exhausting, but um, your response is totally natural, totally natural. Anyone would feel that, you know, you're on a playground like, ew, you played with Karen. Oh, you're stupid. You know, like Mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. And, you know, 
people are the worst. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Uh, I just I want them to be nice. Oh, go ahead, Mary. I'm sorry. No, no, it's true. We want them to be nice. And I think it's a lot of driving your own lane. Like if you, if you don't want to go to a drag show, that's fine. Don't, but I want to go to a drag show. You know what I mean? My friends. Right. So, go right. so why are we going to shut everything down? Right. 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 You know, I'm not, I mean, kids, I, I, the drag, the recent drag show I went to sold out. It was amazing. They were amazing. Um, beautiful, talented. And, you know, we all had our dollar bills up. I got, I got the drag cause that was my first real drag event. So I got the etiquette, you know, I had my dollar bill up and everything. Yeah, again. The loveliest. We went out, you know, talked to folks afterwards. They were great. I mean, it was a really good time, but I think it's, if you don't want to go, then I, I want to go. So mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You go, I'll go where I want to go and enjoy myself. It's just the the yeah. the laws and what's passing right now is really frightening to me because you know you don't want to see drag performers get arrested. You don't want to you see don't. an art right. form that's you know really it's it's censoring art, which is it is fun. it really is it's art. It's not a crime. Drag is just art. It's performance. Mm-hmm. Next time you go, get pictures with the drag queens. Tag them on Facebook. Tag them on your Instagram. Just get their faces out there. I mean, it's advertising for them. Yeah. And also it's just normalizing it. Every picture you have, everything you post, um, it just makes people like a little less sensitive about it. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think it's it's gotta be there's some bravery involved with that, right? You said like ally allyship isn't easy. So um there's some bravery to say to people maybe that you love, like, well, this is this is what I believe, and that's that's it. I mean, I know right. that's this is what I believe. I mean, it can, it can cause some like, you know, splits within families or people that you love, but it's also like human dignity. That's how I look at it. It's human. Absolutely. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I feel like that's part of why, like when we were talking about doing this and like adding it into the podcast, it's like, I, I have to start doing something and you and I are really safe together. And I was like, I love Robin and I like, you know, I love you. it's, oh yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, I guess it is a step into doing that and being like, you know what, if you disagree with how I feel about this, I, this is going to say, whatever, if you disagree with how I feel about this, like, I'm kind of feel bad for you about that. Cause you're toting around a lot of like hate for something that doesn't, it's just people existing and living their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it might be new and different. You're kind of like, wait, what? But isn't it kind of like that? Like if you start a new hobby or if you start, and I'm not equating drag to a hobby, but I'm saying like, we all have new experiences in our life that mm-hmm. are less about just like being a person and being human. And you can deal with that. Like, why is this such mm-hmm. a big deal? And I think you're right too, that sometimes it's threatening to the person themselves. Mm-hmm but also so often we mm-hmm. in the in the south particularly mm-hmm. we like to say um you know that senator doth protest too much mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> right we know things about people because we have friends who were in that airport bathroom um and saw mm-hmm. what happened there senator uh, there's more than one like yeah yeah um and it's people that you know, that you grew up with, that yes. you, it's, I'm like, how did we have such entirely different experiences? It's just really wild to me, but it is. Yeah. But yeah, I've got Republican parents. Same. And, uh, but they're not, they're not anti-gay. They're mm-hmm. not phobic. They're not transphobic. They just think money is more important than people. <laughs> 
So it's kind of, I don't know. I love my parents yeah. and they're still supportive of me. They are very proud of me and the work that I do. They are very proud of my, my work with the magazine and the awards I won and, and my volunteerism. And um, I think my mother has kind of evolved into someone who just wants to see her daughters happy finally, which is that's amazing. great. Amazing. Yeah. But you know, I don't know if either one of you was raised by country club wasps, um, <laughs> but everything in your early twenties, late thirties is, is about, are you doing the things in the order that we're supposed to do? Like, are you going to college? Are you going to get married? Are you going to have kids? You know, are the kids going to be pretty and go to church and like little smocked outfits and all that stuff? And oh yeah, I did that. I paid my dues. So now I'm doing whatever I want. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that's amazing. And that's amazing that, that you have supportive, you know, parents that are like, Hey, we just want you to be happy. They really you know? are pretty. They're great for, they're really, really great for. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure they're wonderful. That's what I mean. It's, and it, it doesn't matter what your political view is. It's just understanding that, you know, everybody's got their, their path and mm -hmm. enjoy your path. Like that's, that's really it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So would you say, what would you say about folks that are like, well, I, I don't want to volunteer or things like that, but giving money, like if folks were like, I'll put some money. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for groups? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Google your local AIDS organization. Um, in Memphis, we have friends for all, which used to be friends for life. Um, and they help people with HIV and AIDS. They do HIV prevention. They've got a clinic with free PEP and PrEP, which is pre-exposure, prophylaxis, and post-exposure, mm -hmm. um, which is not just for the penis-having community. It's actually, you know, I've got a friend, unfortunately, whose friend's daughter was raped, oh. and they wanted to charge her like $1,000 for a post-exposure prophylaxis pill. So she wouldn't get HIV. And I was like, what? And so yeah. uh, she called me and she goes, you know, people like this. I was like, yes, go to the corner, send her to the corner right now. And they, help, they helped her for free. I was like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Especially considering Memphis has one of the highest new rates of HIV in the country. It is wow. absolutely crazy. And, you know, most of my friends in the community are on PEP or PrEP, but it's not just LGBT people, right? It spreads right. in the uneducated, the like people who can't afford medical care, the people who don't care enough to test, you know, it's just, um, or don't know where to test. Yeah. Um, right. It's really unfortunate. So I feel like part of that AIDS HIV group is education as well. Another one they could donate to, um, find your local community center. Um, for us, it is out Memphis. And they have education programs for teens all the way up through seniors. They've got book clubs and potlucks and they do a lot of services they've got. Um, as part of that organization, they have Metamorphosis Project, uh, which is a like an emergency shelter for youth and young adults mm -hmm. who are their house by their parents. So they've got a place they can go. Um, we have a number of emergency people like, oh, hey, you're in East Memphis. Can you have someone stay with you tonight in a safe space. Yes, we'll bring them in tomorrow. And they have a place where they can make like a transitional life work, right? So yeah. Job counseling, and then they'll have mental counseling and, and um, they can get clothes, they can get food and, and have a place of their own for a while until they can get on their feet. That's really important. Yeah. Um, 
So almost every big city will have a community center, like an LGBT community center. Just Google it. Um, in Memphis, I love Friends of George's. You know, that's that's that group that's suing. Yes. Um, and then I would say every city is also going to have probably like a pride commission. Okay. So they will put on your pride festivals and they will um, support education and, and funding for, you know, programs and, you know, fun stuff too. I, almost every city has those things. They'll have like an HIV group, they'll have pride, they'll have a community center, but go to those drag shows, follow those queens, follow the queer people that you meet sitting at the bar by yourself, Julie, because you're going to go to the bar by yourself, go to the show, (laughs) make a friend, do some shots or something and um, make friends Yeah, and they'll tell you who to follow wherever you live, but there's, there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. Just find Just Google go on Facebook, go on the pride group for your city. And then they'll probably have links to other events. I appreciate that you could lay that out that clearly. Cause in a way it's like, Oh, duh, there's gotta be a pride group. But like, if you're not in the community yet, or think not sure it. how to, right. You don't think about like, Oh, I should just Google this. Like, Oh, that exists. That's great. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, another one we have in Tennessee, and it's really important because they do help fund the legal aspect of things is Tennessee Equality Project. Yeah. Um, they're doing kind of what the ACLU does, mm-hmm. um, but more locally and quicker. So they need your money. TEP, TNTEP.org is their website, I believe. So Robin, how can people find you? If people have questions or if they're getting married in, you know, Tennessee, how can they find you? Oh, sure, sure. Um, so I've got uh, marrymerobin.com. That's my website. Mary Me Robin LLC <laughs> is my TikTok. Um, on Instagram, it's marryme.robin. And I'd be very happy to get communication through those avenues and help you out if you want to get married or if you have questions about getting married in any state, because I can do it in any state. Oh, that's cool. amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So reach out to Robin if you have questions. Um, and Robin, we really appreciate you being here today and chatting with us. I mean, I know it's such an important topic and um, taking the time to educate us. So we really, really appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time for this topic and, and educating people. That's, that's some allyship right there, girl. That's hey, (laughs) (laughs) it's that easy. It's that easy. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate your work. Thank you. We appreciate your work. Namaste. I'm glad that we all had this time to talk and I'm excited for us doing more of this in the future. And if anybody wants to comment or has any questions either for us or Robin too, but remember you can find us at high priestess hype club on the Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can email us at high priestess hype club at gmail.com hypeclublaw.live is our website and remember you can go to our spotify page and leave us a voice message and talk to us about whatever you want and maybe even be on the show well thanks guys remember you are magic (laughs) 
follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at High Priestess Hype Club. Find us on Patreon and join our waiting list because we're going to drop some amazing things on there in the coming weeks. Please take a moment to rate, like, and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We'll be back every Thursday to hype you up. Email us at highpriestesshypeclub at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail by clicking the link in the show description. We're so excited to hear from you. See you next week.